What is going on, Panthers Nation? We have finally arrived in what seems like a distance, a land far, far away. We have finally arrived at our battle station. Yeah, that's me trying to make this into some kind of movie preview hype type thing. I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. Just trying to get excited. What's going on, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you guys here on the final edition of Locked On Panthers before the draft. We have finally made it. It's been a long, grueling wait. Uh, it, it's it, It's been just so... It's so refreshing to finally know that tonight is the night we finally will have a a player to talk about this is it guys we we made it i said we it would be uh the wait would be quick it feels long but it would go quick we would finally get there and we have finally made it tonight is the night we finally talk about an actual draft pick today's the last day that we speculate on who could be the pick and that's really what this show is going to kind of focus on and I said this would be like one final preview to uh, kind of wrap everything up before we actually get into the draft I would talk about uh, the picks that I made for the Panthers in my final mock draft because I actually went through in case you guys didn't see on Twitter I actually did for the first time ever and I'm actually kind of proud of myself I've, I actually felt a bit a sense of accomplishment when I when I finished this actually, but for the first time ever, I actually did my own full seven round mock draft. I went and picked all 255 picks. Now it felt like I was just kind of throwing darts uh, in the last couple rounds, but really, I mean, I'm sure a lot of mock drafts that go that deep are. I mean, it's hard to peg who a team is going to pick in the you know fifth, sixth, and seventh round. So you're just kind of throwing darts a little bit but I went through and made all 255 picks so I'll run through uh, the picks that I made for the Panthers and then I'll run through my uh, my full first round mock for uh, for tonight so really excited to get into that before we get into that though of course I want to shout out our great sponsors that always our friends over at Queen City Beauty Group who have been uh, Tremendous support for the last couple of months now. And the folks over there, Michael and Michelle mostly, they of course are now having their online consultation program, which of course, you know, is a, is a great thing to have, especially in this day and age where, uh, you know, you're not really going out, but they're still able to provide you their great service online. And um, basically, the online consultation program involves Michelle. Analyzing and assessing your photos prior to your appointments because uh, they're, they'll help you out with if you have questions about your skin or if you're wondering if you're using the right products or even if you're just having some kind of skin issue. Michelle will meet with you. They'll set up an appointment for you and then they'll, they'll work with you for uh, 30 minutes on your appointment date and they'll help develop a protocol for your individual skin condition. She'll make recommendations for you on different products that can help you achieve what you want with your skin, and they'll even follow up on your progress too. Uh, and they have targeted solutions that will work for your skin regardless of your condition, and they can remotely 
treat clients for a number of skin conditions such as eczema, uh, psoriasis, melasma, hormonal ac acne, scarring, and many other conditions. So uh, they have a, a personal treatment for you guys. So just go and get set up with them. Uh, not just yourself, but even a loved one. You can help it, get anybody you know set up with this. And all you got to do is go to queencitybeautygroup.com and click on the online co consultation and that'll help you get started with Michael and Michelle. So again, that's queencitybeautygroup.com. Click on online consultation and you'll start getting that personalized treatment for your skin condition. And also a shout out to our friends, of course, at Postmates, who are offering $100 in free delivery credit with their Postmates app. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days of the app use. So thanks again to the folks at Queen City Beauty Group and the folks at Postmates for their continued support of the podcast. So let's talk final mock drafts. We'll start, like I said, with, uh, with my Panthers mock draft, which uh, again comes from my full final mock draft. So we'll start in round one, and I did have the Panthers coming away with Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. Now the interesting thing, though, is that I did not have the Panthers staying at number seven and taking Isaiah Simmons. First, I actually had the Panthers trading back to number 15. I had the Broncos trading up to number seven, uh, getting together with the Panthers, making that deal, and moving up to get Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver out of Alabama. And in exchange, Carolina picked up a pair of third-round picks. They got picks 77 and 83 in this deal. So two extra third-round picks to move down eight spots. So they're sitting at number 15. But then I had the Panthers deciding to trade up because I actually had Isaiah Simmons falling out of the top 10. He was there on the board at number 11, so I had the Panthers move up four spots, trading away one of the third-round picks that they got from Denver to move back up to number 11 in a trade with the Jets and select Isaiah Simmons. So, moving around the board a little bit, but in the end, they come away with Isaiah Simmons and a net gain of one extra pick in the third round. So overall, I'd say that's that's a pretty good deal. To so now you now in this scenario, the Panthers would have two picks in the third round and two picks in the fifth round. So they would still have a little bit of ammo if they want to move around, say in in round two or, or round three. But Isaiah Simmons is the guy I came away with for the Panthers at number eleven. Then in round two, at pick number uh, 38, I went with Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle out of TCU. So just kind of reworking that front seven for the Panthers. You know, we've talked about Blacklock as one of those solid fallback options if, uh, if the Panthers don't go defensive tackle in the first round and they were able to come away with Blacklock here. So that was round two. Round three at number 69, I went to the uh, interior offensive line, and I went with, of course, the Temple boy, 
Got to try to get that connection in there. I went with Matt Hennessy, the uh, the guard and center out of Temple. Listen, I, I feel pretty good about the possibility that Matt Hennessy might end up as a Carolina Panther. We talked about it the other day. Matt, Henn- Matt Hennessy was recruited to Temple by Matt Rule. Uh, he could play a little bit of both guard and center, and we know the Panthers have question marks really at all three of those spots. You know, you have two spots to fill because of free agency, and then, of course, Matt Paradis didn't live up to his contract expectations last season. So you've got questions at all three spots. Hennessy can help fill one of those spots. So that's where I had the Panthers going at 69. And then with their other third-round pick that they ended up with at number 77, here's where I got uh, a little a little int- interesting, I guess. And, um, you know, I'm curious how Panthers fans would feel about this. But I actually went ahead and selected Jalen Hurts at number 77. I remember we we've we talked we haven't really talked much about Hurts lately, but I remember a whiles ago we we talked a little bit about the possibility that Jalen Hurts could end up as a Panther. And, and look with the with the way the situation is now, with the, with the way the roster is now, Jalen Hurts can come in and you know have all the time he needs to develop in Matt Rule and Joe Brady's system because he could sit behind Teddy Bridgewater. He can compete with P.J. Walker and Will Greer as the backup. So there wouldn't really be a lot of risk here. You know, you could bring him in and uh, eventually start working working ways to really kind of integrate him in the offense. So I would still be intrigued if Jalen Hurts ends up as a Panther. Now, you know, he, he's such a wild card. You never know. We... And we've talked about many mock drafts where his range has been quite quite wide, right? We, we've, we've seen mock drafts where he's, and ironically, regarding the Panthers, I think it was Ben Solak in one of his old mock drafts, actually had the Panthers taking Hurts at the back end of round one. But I have him here in round three. So really going to be... Intrigued to see if if the Panthers, just in general, pull the trigger on a quarterback. I thought about waiting a bit and maybe taking a guy like Anthony Gordon, but you know they they take a they take a stab here uh, in round three again. This this was the extra pick that they ended up acquiring in that uh, Denver trade from round one. So uh, so for through three rounds in this mock, Isaiah Simmons, Ross Blacklock. Uh, Matt Hennessy and Jalen Hurts are the picks so far. Then in round four, at pick number um, 113, I actually went with Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback out of Notre Dame. I even just touched on Pride yesterday, of course, when we talked about the DBs. I thought he looked really good in the at the senior bowl and was um, came away impressed with him. And obviously the Panthers still kind of need a cornerback and you know I I still exp- I also still expect them to re-sign Ross Cockrell when the draft is over. You know, I, I think they could I could I think they could still get away at least for the time being of having Cockrell as that opposite starting corner with uh with Dante Jackson effectively taking the place of James Bradbury. You know, it they could certainly they could certainly address it sooner. But, you know, like round two obviously was a possibility. Now, for the record, 
there were obviously a bunch of corners that were off the board by the time I got to the Panthers pick. Gladney was off the board. Ruggs was off the board. uh, A.J. Terrell was off the board. uh, Even at safety, I had Antoine Winfield off the board. You know, I, I could have went with Ashton Davis and Grant Delpit. They were still on the board. I had Igbenogany, but I wanted to kind of shore up that defensive line. So, yeah, ultimately I ended up waiting until round four. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if they actually do wait that long for the cornerback position. But uh, that's that was round four with Troy Pride. Then with the two picks in round five, I went with first... Thaddeus Moss, the tight end out of LSU, at number 148. You know, adding to adding some depth there with uh, with Ian Thomas, and of course the LSU connection. And then at 152, I addressed the safety position with Brandon Jones out of Texas. I think some good value there out of Brandon Jones uh, in round five. There's a lot of there's certainly people I'm sure that value him a lot little higher than this so um I, th- I think that would be a solid solid pickup there add some depth there at the safety position he doesn't have to come in and start right away he can you know work a little bit behind trey boston and justin burris and then eventually work his way i think into the um into the starting role round six then at pick number 184 i went with hakeem adenogy the offensive tackle out of Kansas. Now, uh, Adenogy might have to kick inside, but um, you know it still gives you that that little bit of depth on the offensive line, um, which is really what they. So they double dip a little bit on the offensive line. You could argue they double dip on the interior, but uh, we'll see if, depending on what team takes him, we'll see if they take him or if they play him at uh, at offensive tackle. And then round seven, final pick, I went with Darius Anderson or Jet Anderson, the running back out of TCU. You know, it's it's still very possible they they take a, a running back late to try to try to take some of the workload off of Christian McCaffrey so they don't completely wear him out. Uh, and that's we've seen a bunch of mock drafts where they've uh, where they've taken a running back late. Now, don't count out the possibility that I, I would say it's you know probably a small chance of happening, but I would not rule out the possibility just yet of say the Panthers' second round pick, if he's still on the board, being Clyde edwards elaire Again, that's it's obviously the LSU connection with. With uh, with Joe Brady and, um, you know that that'd be quite some backfield with Christian McCaffrey and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Now we talked about their similar, similarly built running backs, uh, but both can obviously catch the ball very well out of the backfield. So don't I wouldn't rule out that possibility, but I think it's more likely if they do want to address running back, it's going to be later in the draft. And that's that ended up being my seven-round mock draft for uh, for the Panthers in what was my full final seven-round mock. And just to kind of run through for you guys uh, my full first-round mock, and I'll just kind of skim through it real quick uh, 
Uh, number one, obviously, is going to be Joe Burrow. I think we've known this for months, and it's. And I was even watching NFL Total Access last night, and uh, Zach Taylor was talking to Colleen Wolf, and you know, I thought it was pretty fun to see Colleen Wolf try to squeeze out the the news from Zach Taylor. He wouldn't budge, but. Um, you know, if you just if you read read between the lines, you can pretty much tell because he even said they've settled on who they're going to take number one. And we saw the uh, the rumors and reports yesterday that uh, the Bengals have supposedly already told Joe Burrow that he's going to be the number one pick. So I think we can etch that in stone that that the Bengals will take Joe Burrow number one overall. And then I think it's ninety nine point nine percent that the Redskins will take Chase Young at number two. I don't think they're going to pass on his talent. I have the Lions staying at number three, taking Jeffrey Okuda. I have the Giants taking Jedrick Wills at number four. I think that Alabama connection is going to help a little bit because, of course, uh, Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Head coach is now Joe Judge, who comes from the Nick Saban coaching tree. Was a, you know Nick Saban was one of his mentors before Joe Judge went to the Patriots and worked with Bill Belichick. Uh, I did have the Dolphins taking Justin Herbert, but now apparently things are starting to swing back to the Dolphins taking Tua at number five. There's also rumors that uh, the Dolphins were looking to acquire the number three pick for the Lions, but not give up the number five pick. So I'd be really interested uh, what kind of deal that would have came out with. But I did put Herbert at number five to the Dolphins and then two to the Chargers at number six. And then, like I said, I had the Broncos trading up to number seven to take Henry Ruggs. Uh, Tristan Wirfs to the Cardinals at number eight to help protect Kyler Murray. Then I had the Buccaneers moving up to number nine in a trade with the Jaguars to select Andrew Thomas to get that protection for Tom Brady. And then I have the Eagles moving up to number 10 to take CeeDee Lamb, the uh, Oklahoma wide receiver. I even had the Eagles trading their first-round pick next year to get him. But if the Eagles feel he's that big of a playmaker and can help him get back over that hump and back into Super Bowl contention, then it could be worth it. And then, like I said, then I had the Panthers moving back to number 11, trading with the Jets to get Isaiah Simmons. And at 12, Raiders take Jerry Judy. 13, I have another trade. The Dolphins move up to number 13 to select the last of the big four offensive tackles, Makai Becton. 14, after trading back, the Jaguars still land Derrick Brown. So it just shows that Derrick Brown could slide a little bit. Don't rule out that possibility. Uh, Clavon Chase on. To the Jets at 15 after uh, all the top offensive tackles are off the board and all the uh, wide the top three wide receivers are off the board, so they settle for an edge defender. Then C.J. Anderson to the Falcons at 16. Now, of course, we've been hearing rumors that the Falcons want to trade into the top 10 to ensure they get Henderson, but I think it's still possible that he. The Henderson falls to the Falcons at 16. I have the Cowboys staying at 17 and taking Javon Kinlaw. Patriots, I have them trading up to 18 to select Jordan Love. 
And so interestingly enough, the final result of this mock meant that the 18th pick will have been would have been held at some point by four different teams. Remember, this was initially Pittsburgh's pick, but then it was, of course, traded to Miami in the Minka Fitzpatrick deal. And then my projected trade, Miami traded 18 to San Francisco, and then San Francisco traded this pick to the Patriots to get Jordan Love. So I got Love versus Jarrett Stidham ready to go. Then I got Trayvon Diggs to the Raiders at 19, Christian Fulton to the Jaguars at 20. Uh, the Browns, after trading back to 21, take Ezra Cleveland. 22, Vikings take Justin Jefferson. 49ers at 23 take Denzel Mims. 24, I have the Saints going Patrick Queen. Vikings at 25 go Jeff Gladney. Dolphins at, 20 at 26 take uh, Cesar Ruiz. And then I've got the Dolphins trading right back into the first round at number 27, making a deal with the Seahawks to get Xavier McKinney. So I end up, you know, the odds of this might not happen, but uh, the rare four picks in the first round. But that's why you acquire all this draft capital, right? So you can move around the board kind of as you please and get the players you want. And so I had the Dolphins coming away with Herbert, with uh, Makai Becton, with Cesar Ruiz, and by Xavier and with Xavier McKinney. 28, Kenneth Murray to the Ravens. 29, Zach Bond to the Titans. 30, Jalen Rager to the Packers. And then this is where I got a little unique, I guess. I have the Colts moving up three spots to get that fifth-round option on Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington. Now, I can hear you guys screaming already, Jacob Eason's not a first-round quarterback. I mean, you never know especially with that fifth-year option. And, I mean, going from 34 to uh, 31 really didn't cost much. Uh, the, the trade I made was 34 and 122 to the 49ers for 31 and 176. So really not much to pay to get that fifth-year option. You know, the contract isn't going to be that big. Obviously, there'd be a little bit of pressure because it's the first-round pick, but I, I tend to think that Back end of the first round isn't as bad. It's effectively like a second round pick. You just have that fifth year option. And then I have the Chiefs rounding out the first round. Now, you know, the Chiefs could certainly trade out of this pick, but I had them staying at 32 and taking A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. And that is my final first round mock for tonight. This is it, guys. Like I said, we made it. We finally made it. The Panthers and everybody else ready to get going from their home offices uh, all across the nation. And by this time tomorrow, we'll be sitting here talking about an actual draft pick by the Carolina Panthers. So we're almost there. Just a few more hours. I hope you guys are excited as I am. Like I said, my, my final mock is Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, you could go Derek Brown. Maybe they trade back a bunch of spots and they come away with a cornerback like uh, Jeff Gladney or Christian Fulton. Who knows? A lot of options on the table. We've called this team the biggest wild card, and I, I think that statement still holds true, true. So very, very excited to see what they do. Now, as for tonight, if you want to hear me ramble about all the picks, I will be joining 
David Cromolo of the Sports Ca- Sports Crunch podcast. I will be joining his live stream. Uh, it will be on YouTube. Uh, so if you follow me on Twitter, we'll have the link uh, tonight. We'll probably post the link at about uh, 7.45. Or, or we're going to go live at about 7.45. So to kind of have about 15 minutes of buildup before the draft. So we, we expect to go live about a quarter to quarter to eight tonight Eastern time. Uh, so again, that's that's going to be on his YouTube channel. And again, I'll, I'll have the link tonight when it's ready. So that's where I'll be tonight and tomorrow. Actually, we'll be discussing the uh, the first three rounds of the NFL draft. So again, if you want to hear me ramble, that's where I'll be tonight. So check us out. Other than that, enjoy the draft. However you're watching it, uh, and then hopefully you guys hopefully you guys are a fan of the player the Panthers come away with in the draft. So that's it. The time for previewing the draft is over. We'll be back tomorrow to, I mean, we'll still be previewing a little bit, but we'll actually get to recap the draft tomorrow. We'll recap the first round and who the Panthers came away with and preview what could happen in rounds two and three. And really, and then look ahead a little bit to the Saturday uh, and then Monday, of course, we'll wrap everything up with the draft and uh, start getting ready for the the real fun part of the 2020 offseason when it's the real dead period. But that's that's what lies ahead for the next couple of days. So enjoy the draft. We'll see you tomorrow when we talk about round one. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. I am out. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your Thursday. Enjoy the draft, guys.